Welcome to today's Coffee Talk from Planet Fair. As we do every Friday, we will be talking about exactly eight minutes about the fastest opportunities to reach Planet Fair. We do this with a cup of coffee and I'm Henrike van Platen. And I'm Margaret Bjartner, of this. Oh, Margaret, it's so great to see you. And I really missed you a whole week. And I was wondering this week, I just want to ask you, what did you spend most time on over the past weeks? Working time. <laughs> working time? Um, <laughs> I've actually been modeling working schedules for hours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> Which is a valid question. Uh, why would I spend my time on modeling work, working schedules? So, um, so we're running a large pay equity study and it's important. So it's a, it's an organization that both has white color and blue color and the blue color workers have different shifts. And why we are going into that level of detail of modeling, uh, you know, what should explain pay is that there isn't an equal gender distribution across the different types of shifts, right? So what we are seeing is that the females are more likely to be on day shifts, the males are more likely to be on late shifts or even weekend shifts. And then if we don't account for it, uh, then the adjusted pay gap or the equal pay gap would be uh, larger than it really is. Um, so well, that's why it's important to capture that in this instance. Yeah. Uh, you said blue collar, white collar, because I was just thinking that we often have the discussions um, about time as well in Germany when we're like saying, hey, come on, why, do the meet why does the board meeting, so to say, have to be after 5 p.m.? These kind of issues. So that's the part that you want to sort of module out to say it that way yeah so i think there's a difference right so when we have you know let's say we are running an assembly line or um where we you know our capacity is such that we have to run them 12 or 16 hours a day um we will always have to have these fixed shifts and then if they really influence pay then it's important to account for it i think what you're getting at is this cultural question is that you know how do we run our organizations you know when is it legit to put meetings um that i wouldn't model i think that's more of you know how do we create an inclusive culture within the organization um, so what you want is actually to make sure that if you have shifts that get like on top money to Towards others, you make sure that the diversity that you have in your company, meaning males, females, but everything else we want to account for too, gets a fair share of the sort of best, better paid part as well. So that you get, because you have this effect on the, on the, on the pay gap when you say, okay, you're always working only in the cheap hours in a way because they for whatever reason they are the cheaper ones and for whatever reason women tend to have them so that's actually what you're cleaning up i would say that's the other side of the coin <laughs> so so the the side of the coin that i'm working on right now is actually capturing because when we think about pay and compensation if i'm working weekends and overtime that's a reason that I might get paid more than someone else. And then, you know, if there isn't gender parity across how the different workers work, then we need to capture that so that we don't go, you know, 
claiming there's a huge equal pay gap, it really all of it can be explained by the fact that, you know, I only work during the daytimes, but maybe you uh, only work weekends or whatever it is, yeah. right? So that's what we need to be careful about when we do pay equity analysis. The other side of the coin, the flip side of the coin that you mentioned is access to opportunity, right? Yeah. So what we also, a byproduct often of these analysis is kind of this realization, oh, you know, we don't have a single female on this work schedule. Why is that? And this, mm -hmm. you know, changing the culture so that there is equal access to opportunity is super important. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I get it. At the first, first, you sort of uh, sort out that it's fair in a way just for the structure, no matter who does the job. And then you have the flip side. Yeah, that's good. You see, I always come from this other lens, <laughs> this other lens. <laughs> That's yeah. great. So you spend most of the time on that, but that's it. For, to me that sounds very interesting because it's like I mean you have to like probably to play around with numbers, but I know that you do. So <laughs> for <laughs> a some little bit, might... <laughs> a tiny bit. <laughs> I like that Absolutely. data a tiny bit. Yes, <laughs> a, a tiny bit. So tiny for bit. everybody who doesn't know, Margaret works around data. <laughs> <laughs> so if I would ask you now, what what did you do most over the past weeks in your in your like favorite hobby time, the question, uh, the answer would probably be the same. A little bit, yeah. A little bit, okay, yeah. I don't want yeah. to know. No, no, so, no, 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 you can absolutely ask. So what did I do last night? Last night I was finishing actually a paper, <laughs> so academic paper, but on data, but we were actually looking at swimming, because you mentioned pastime, and uh, yeah. in my former life I was a swimmer, and now we've just completed a, data-driven analysis of how swimmers progress and wow. how, yeah. And, you know, so this is totally has nothing to do with pay equity, but, um, you know, the question is, okay, how do we recruit swimmers from high school into uh, the college level in the U S and, you know, can we use data informed models to inform those decisions and then how has COVID impacted them? <laughs> so that's what I do in my spare time. If it's about recruiting people from one whatever into another whatever, that is, what did you say before? It's about equal opportunities to doing certain things. We <laughs> met it again. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that very much. That's great. So when is that study coming out? Can we, can we, we will share it whenever you're ready with it. Yeah, I know. So this is an interesting question. This podcast is totally going in the wrong direction, but um, so <laughs> no. So the academic publishing cycle is like years. Okay. So, okay. Um, so then we need to finish the eight minutes. We don't have that much time, and I think the wrong going into a wrong direction maybe is also um, nice sometimes. Yeah. So people know what we do the rest of our lives apart from data and pay. Again, data and pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think maybe to kind of close the loop on this one because we were talking about modeling and data and thinking about these work schedules i think often this relates to the question okay how do we get started and how detailed do we need to be and you know because there are many things that influence pay but if they're similar across the demographic groups maybe we don't have to model them right so whatever that might be you know car allowance or you know can even be financial responsibility or some detail 
as long as we don't see there's a large difference between men and women when it comes to that attribute, maybe as a first round, we don't have to go that detail. And the reason we had to go this detailed in this analysis was because there wasn't kind of gender parity across the different work schedules, and therefore we wanted to model them. So I think maybe that's how we wrap this up in a reasonable manner. <laughs> It's very reasonable, like always. And we made it, we made it in eight minutes again. So Perfect. thank you very much. And if anybody wants to ask a question on moduling time schedules, you can send us an email. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, All right. Margaret. Bye.